welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I hope you're enjoying these stories. I know that I'm enjoying having the chance to tell them, and I've heard many people tell me how much they enjoy listening to them. So thanks for listening. Be sure to like it and uh, pass it on to others so that they can enjoy it as well. My wife and I were talking the other day about some of the adventures we've had on different vacations and different roads we've been on. And we always laugh because it seems like we find some of the worst roads ever to go on. Probably the one that's in our mind most is one that happened up in British Columbia. We had gone up there to visit our daughter and her husband. They were going to school up there in British Columbia. We went up one summer to spend a little bit of time with them. And during that time, we took a a drive. Actually, we were driving around that part of British Columbia. We were doing some camping. It was really just a great time. But we were driving along one time. We had a rented vehicle. It was a pretty nice one. As we were going along, we're looking at the map. We decided this one road looked like a good place to go kind of a shortcut to where we wanted to go and looked like it might have some good views and things like that. So we looked at the map and we went that direction. We drove and we drove and we finally got to the place and the road suddenly was much less than what we'd been on. It turned into gravel road first and then dirt road and it's going up along these mountains uh, that are fairly steep, and we were starting to get a little bit concerned, but I'm the one who says, well, let's just keep going, and everybody else at that point said, sure, so we keep going, and there were some switchbacks up, and we're not driving very fast, but it is, it's a beautiful country, and as we're going around, I remember so distinctly coming around a corner, and it's a pretty big almost kind of little switchback and there was a little old fence there and there was a big sign and the sign said caution unstable road ahead (laughs) and something like uh, proceed at your own risk I have no idea why I decided it would still be okay to go there. I didn't feel like turning around, and I said, well, no, let's go. At that point, not everybody else was excited about the rest of that trip. But I was driving, and I'm a little stubborn, and so we started on up that road. And the only part of unstable that I really saw, there were a couple places where there had been slides, kind of by the road, but nothing that I would have said was really dangerous at that point. But the trail or the road kept getting higher and higher up in the mountains, possibly a little narrower and narrower. At one point, we're going along and off to the one side, it really dropped off. I don't know how far. It was a pretty big drop off. And you could see a big lake down at the bottom. And where we were going was the town at the head of that lake. At this point, nobody is really happy, and even I'm a little bit on the nervous side. I remember seeing my daughter Carrie 
she was about as white as a sheet because she did not like it at all. I remember my wife, Ann, not being much better. And even um, son-in-law, Ben, and my son, Ben, both looking pretty apprehensive. And I'm sure my knuckles were probably pretty white around the steering wheel at that time. But we kept going. Everybody's saying, can we turn around? But by then, it was closer to get to the town than to turn around and go back. And again, I decided, you know, best thing is to do is just keep going. And if we find something where we can't get past it, well, then we'll turn around. That didn't happen. Along the way, besides some unbelievably beautiful views of, across the lake and the big mountains there of British Columbia, as we're going along, suddenly there was a bear that came out on the road and just kind of lumbered on by. <laughs> To me, that made it just about worth it. I'm not sure it made it worth it to anybody else. We finally got to the town where we were going. I don't really remember the name of the little town we were headed to, but everyone was looking forward to it, uh, finally getting there into civilization. What I didn't tell everybody was I kept looking at our gas gauge there was not a lot of gas left in the gas tank. We were in the middle of nowhere. Gas seemed to be disappearing pretty rapidly. Less than a quarter of a tank in that vehicle. And I couldn't wait till we got to the little town so that we could get gas. We finally got off of the road of unstable roadway and got onto a little highway, blacktop everything, and drove into the little town. And as we're going along, there was not a single gas station there. And my heart just sank. By then, I had to tell everybody, um, we're really low on gas. And we had to keep going. There was no other choice. There was no gas station. There was nowhere to get gas. And we had to follow that road and went up over a kind of a windy pass. Just, it was all paved, it was good road, but all the way up and over and down towards another town that was a little bit bigger. I don't know if it was Kamloops or something like that where we knew there was gonna be gas, but somehow we had to get there. And so we started up that road. I'm driving as carefully as I can, with as much speed as I can, without using too much fuel. Does that make sense? And when we got to the top of the pass, I really let it coast on the way down because I didn't want to run out of gas. That maybe is not the best way to travel on those roads, but that's what I did. And we round around that town wherever we were headed, seemed to be farther away than we thought it would be, and we finally pulled in. We found probably the first gas station we could find, pulled in and filled up. And that tank was almost completely empty. We had to have been running on weak fumes at that point. I was not a popular person there for a little bit when I told them we're running out of gas.
but it all worked out okay. And now in our family stories, we, we laugh because of the trip on the road in British Columbia. We've hit a couple of other roads like that. There's one that we were on. We were just driving from the airport in Denver. This is after we left Colorado and were living in New Jersey. But we were driving over and we went to a little town of Cripple Creek. Cripple Creek is an old mining town and is really a pretty fascinating place. And the time we were there, it was before even, I think there's some casinos and things like that there now, but it was before that. And we actually were able to go down into a gold mine way down deep. That was a little bit terrifying. In town, there were several jewelry stores that had nugget jewelry from that whole area because that was one of the big areas of the Colorado gold rush back in 1858, 59, somewhere in there. But there's still gold being taken out there in Cripple Creek. Well, there is a road that I decided we should take. We could cut off a lot of country and go down towards Canyon City from Cripple Creek. It was on the map and it looked like it was okay. So we started on down and it wasn't for very far. So we suddenly realized here we are again. We're on a dirt road, kind of graveled, a little bit narrow and way out in the middle of nowhere. But we kept going. And as we were going along, we suddenly realized there's also another problem. And that is there were logging trucks. <laughs> logging trucks don't stop for anybody. If you've ever been up in the mountains and logging trucks coming down, they are, they are in a hurry and they don't really want to watch out for anybody. So you really have to watch out for them. So here it is, it's a logging road, logging trucks, and we're going along, it's narrow. Uh, there's some drop-offs on one side, there's a little creek down in the bottom. And as we're going along, suddenly we come to a tunnel. Yes, a tunnel. And the bad part is you can't see to the end of the tunnel. And you don't know whether there's a logging truck coming your direction or not. But somehow, you have to get through that tunnel. I believe we were probably praying a lot right then. I sucked it up and blew on my horn and drove through that tunnel, probably faster than one should drive through a tunnel like that, hoping that we did not see a logging truck or meet a logging truck while we were in that tunnel. If you've never been there, you don't understand how terrifying that felt. But we got through, no logging trucks, kept going on down and eventually wound up down in Canyon City. We decided that that was not the way to go. Roads like that can really make your hair turn a little bit gray. I've been on some other roads just kind of by myself. There was one I was out hunting one time up uh, near Pagosa Springs. I was elk hunting and I'd heard about some people seeing some elk and having some pretty good luck up uh, near Devil's Mountain. And uh, to get to Devil's Mountain, you have to drive up this uh, pretty rugged road. But uh, I didn't think much of it. I saw it on the map, and this is well before GPS or anything like that. And I had a little 
Monza station wagon at the time. I know most people, when you hear about Monza, if you know anything about cars, you start laughing. And I don't blame you. Except that this was one of the few Monzas that was a six-cylinder and actually had a Buick engine in it. They said that happened to maybe 250 out of all of them during that time. It was really a good little car. It was a stick shift, and it could really travel. I took that Monza up the road to Devil's Mountain. Well, it's a Jeep road, and there's a sign there somewhere that says four-wheel drive only. And I figured, well, I think I can make it. And so I drove the next, it's about eight miles, I think, winding and turning and going all the way up there. I know I hit my oil pan on a couple of rocks, but fortunately nothing happened. And I got all the way up to the top where the road ends there at Devil Mountain. I did a little bit of hunting and uh, realized I didn't know the area well enough to do anything really good. And it was getting late already. And so I didn't do much good in the hunting went back, got in my car, and drove all the way back down that four-wheel drive road in my little Chevy Monza. I told people about that later, and they said, what? How in the world did you drive a Monza up that road all the way to the top? I can't even make it with my Jeep. <laughs> it was not a good road, and somehow... It was dry enough that I made it. That probably wasn't as terrifying as some, but it was a crazy, crazy road. I was on another road that was a little more terrifying to me. I was by myself. I'd been uh, at um, youth camp one winter up near Colburn, Colorado. There's Twin Peaks Bible Camp, and I was speaking to... Uh, youth group. I was the special speaker for the weekend. It was a great weekend, a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun. And when I left, it was, I wanted to get back home. I'd been away for a while. And as I started going, it was snowing really hard. I didn't want to go over Million Dollar Highway and, and uh, Red Mountain Pass. And so I chose to go by way of Telluride and up over Lizard Head Pass, then eventually down into Rico and that way around. If you look at a map, you'll see that goes around. Lizard Head Pass is a pretty tall pass. And as I got going, the storm, snowstorm hit there. And I'm going along again. I'm in my little Chevy Monza going along, good snow tires. And uh, I got close to the top of Lizard Head Pass, and it was a total whiteout. I don't know if you know what a whiteout is. That's when the snow is coming down so hard, the wind may be blowing quite a bit, and the light is such that you can't really tell anything about where the road stops and where it goes. It is really frightening. Because you don't know where to go. I was really wanting it home. I didn't want to get stuck up there on Lizard Head Pass. And so I decided to go along at about 
I don't know, maybe it was five miles an hour. I expect it was more like two miles an hour, driving along super slowly, and I could just barely see the outline of the ridge of the road. And so I could see that on both sides, and I drove right in the middle, going very, very slowly, knowing that if I went off, I was going to go off into Big Bar Ditch or down a really steep mountain. You'll say, Jim, that was not very smart. And I will say, you are right. But I kept going and finally got down to where I could see the road a little bit better. I could, I got going up, I was almost 15 miles an hour by that point and eventually got down below the storm and got down to Rico where it wasn't even snowing. Made my way home safe and sound. I think the Lord was watching out for me pretty good that day. It was really pretty scary. I was on another road. I was uh, supposed to speak at a little Christian college out in Wyoming. And um, it had been planned for quite a while. I was supposed to be there for a couple of days and so I drove on over there. I think I spent the night in Denver and then went on uh, towards LaGrange, Wyoming. And as I got going, there had been quite a snowstorm, but I figured, well, it was okay. The skies were pretty clear. And so I'm driving along. I cut across the road where it takes me to LaGrange. And I will have to admit, there were a couple of times where there were some really pretty big drifts that I had to hit pretty hard with the car to get through them, but I did. I got all the way through uh, several of those. The wind was still blowing uh, some snow out across the road and things like that, but I didn't think anything of it. I showed up there at the little college. I walked up to where I was supposed to go and told them who I was, why I was there, and they all just looked at me with their mouths wide open, and they said, how did you get here? That road is closed. <laughs> I had not seen the sign that the road was closed. If there was a bar across the road, it wasn't there. And so I just drove that 80, 90 miles to get to LaGrange because I was supposed to speak at the college, which I did. And it was a good time there. I waited there for a couple of days before I went back and the roads were cleared. That little Chevy Monza took me a lot of places that probably were not really smart. You may have been on some roads too. I'll tell you about some others later on, on the ranch and things like that, that made my hair stand on end. We all have to be careful where we go. But in the meantime, sometimes we've been on roads that as terrifying as they are, make some great stories and help us see a lot of beautiful, great country. Hope you've had a good time hearing this. We'll see you next time on Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire.